Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? Great. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. How's the weather your way? It's hot. It, it went up a degree. Since usually when we talk, it's cooler because we talk in the evening. But during the day, it actually got to 91, which is like 101. Wow. So, it's hot. Okay. Yeah. But this, but this is, you know okay because we have our beautiful winters see so when we talk in the winter then i'll be like hey it was 80 degrees and you're like it's negative 500 it's usually pretty mild here like throughout the year it's usually between 5 and 15 degrees celsius um which is very bizarre like it just it always feels like we're just one season like it doesn't feel like we have a real real true winter uh when you go to like would you say it's like a temperate like what kind of climate do you have is it because we're subtropical or tropical what's it's probably temperate because you're on the coast yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty it gets a little like wet here so rains a lot and yeah it's humid like i think they say it's kind of like a rainforest here so see that yeah because like um on uh vancouver island i noticed like it was like you have some trees that don't exist in other forests yeah so it seems like it's tropical yeah so I guess in case this is the first episode of of this you're listening to, yeah. first I recommend that you listen to all our other previous episodes. But just to give you an idea, I am in I'm in the Tampa Bay area in Florida, and yeah. you are in Vancouver. the Vancouver area in yeah. British Columbia, Canada. So, mm-hmm. and we are talking for the exact you know I, if you want to stretch like the longest diagonal, we're it. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe much. not so much, but we're one of the longest diagonals between major cities. Yeah, I would say so, because, yeah, we're basically north-south, east-west, so. Mm-hmm. And we've never seen each other going on, what, four years, five years? How many years has it been? It's been, a, it's, that sounds about right. Although, to be fair, yeah. we've, we've also never really, we the, the COVID really hasn't helped us either, so. <laughs> and we actually recorded on, on Reddit, because I think you had talked about the podcast, and I think I had mentioned something. And so we actually had a recording when we first met, so that's nice. Yeah. We have documentation of our friendship. Thanks, Reddit. Oh, Thanks. and I didn't ask Reddit. I did a, a IMA um, on Reddit, so you can look that up. Nice. So about the about toxic relationships and gaslighting. And I also did a live chat, and I think they've preserved that, too. So you can... Awesome. Yeah, I think you were telling me that somebody asked a question about the podcast or mentioned the podcast or something like that. They mentioned that they watched, all, they listened to all our podcast. They listened to, to Nerds, uh, Three Angry Nerds. They listened to um, Talking Brains, my podcast. They listened to this one and Nerds in Love. So they listened to all the, all of our podcast. Because we have like, how many do you have? You have like four or five going. I have one and then you have yeah. four. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we do this, but we don't always see people listening to it, right? So, I mean, you've had yeah. people stop you, right? Like, they recognize your voice or you. Yeah. Um, there was, like, a point where, I like, somebody had a Wikipedia page about my entire personal life, and I'm like, that seems... Oh, really? really? Yeah. Is this still up? Uh, I had it heavily edited. It was, it was almost too personal, and that's kind of, like, my personal policy is, like... <laughs> I now just am really careful about what stuff I put out there because, right. like, I'm like, I know I talked about that, but then somebody took that and literally just posted it on my page for all in the world to see. And not like I imagine most people right. would have any malicious intent or anything, but 
you still just sometimes wonder, like, how much is too much? Like, do you really need to know right. that much about me? But and I think we've each had times where I mentioned something about your personal life that you and I know about because we're friends. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna edit that out and like say, and I don't know if you've done that with me, but yeah, oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. So, so we've each had times where we kind of forget like what the but we both tend to be pretty intensely private I think yeah to um, the degree that like I don't know I'm like I'm fine with friends and family knowing some things but then I'm like just right. the the general worldwide internet probably not right I mean my dog's got an Instagram page but you know yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly honor the Brit by the way c-o-n-n-o-r the b-r-i-t-t -T, because he's a Britney the that's the reference check out his instagram check it out you'll be like thank you so much for plugging my instagram yeah <laughs> he'll you know uh, i was trying to come up with a dog pun i was gonna say like barks for the attention i don't know <laughs> it's doggone great yeah um but yeah we're here to talk about the penultimate episode of season seven uh episode 21 Basically, yeah, this is the second to last episode of the series. And, uh, yeah, Rory's about to uh, graduate. And, uh, yeah, Emily and Richard show up to uh, throw them a party or throw her a party. And they even perform a song for her, which I thought was really cute and adorable. Uh, also totally in line with them, too, because, of course, they right. would write a song for her, her graduation. I love that they got to do that. Yeah. Yeah. We did get a little bit of a Lorelai and Christopher reunion, which I thought was good. Um, I think it shows that they can be friends, even if they're not romantic. Mm -hmm. Because they were pretty civil with each other. So. And which... I thought that was really smart that they reintroduced each other outside the party. You know, that they got, that, they got that awkwardness over with outside the party. I thought that was really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we, yeah, uh, yeah, and I think it was good, because I think they even addressed it, like, they're like, yeah, we can still be fr uh, friends. Mm hmm And they do share a child. Yeah. And Christopher said, I mean, Lorelai spills the beans and says, hey, Logan asked, you know, if it's okay if I propose to Rory. And Christopher kind of realized, you know, he's like, oh, I guess it should be like, you know, somebody asked a dad. And then he like kind of went, well, yeah, I understand why. So he's like maybe coming to terms with the fact of why he's not as involved in yeah. stuff he may have wanted to be involved is because he hasn't put in the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, Lorelai is on pins and needles because she knows that Logan wants to ask Rory to marry him. But she's kind of wondering when it's going to happen. Um, and then Logan finally does propose to Rory at the party, um, but she doesn't give him an answer. She's a little shocked, and I think that makes sense. That's in character for Rory because she's the kind of person that has mm -hmm. vision boards and all these other things, and you know she plans things out. So I think this was a little bit of a shock for her. Right. Um, she's very decisive on some things and other things. It's like she is afraid to make a decision. But yeah. we'll talk about that in a second. And also, there's the proposing in public thing. We'll talk about that, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, basically, um, Rory kind of begs Laurie 
Lorelai, sorry for an answer, but Lorelai just tells her, like, you've got to make this decision yourself. Which I thought was great. Felt that very... seems so appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. It also seemed a little bit like kind of like an evolution of their relationship because they can be friends, they can be mother-daughter, but this felt like a really, like, her being a mom, but in a very respectful but firm way. They're saying, like, no, you've got to make this decision yourself. I like being that. a loving parent. Yeah, like, could she have given guidelines? Like, does he make you happy? Or does he, you know, are you happier together than apart? Or, I mean, it seems like she could have, it's like it goes one or the other. It's either, like, full-on mom or full-on friend. And I think she could have at least given her some guidelines and say, well, here's some things to think about. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, and then um, the next day is their um, uh, yeah, basically the next day is the graduation day and I thought they were kind of maybe playing off of a little bit of the Chilton graduation, which I thought was actually better than this I don't know, I think they were trying to evoke like emotions here too, but it wasn't working quite as well, like if you watch that episode where she graduates from Chilton, like such a heartfelt speech and it works so well and this it was sort of just like okay i thought they were trying to go for the same thing and it just wasn't quite working as well and i really wanted nanny to show up with her kids because remember she was there for um paris's high school graduation and we realized yeah. like how much of a part of nanny's family she is and then this time we didn't see anybody and we yeah. heard her name too and i don't remember i don't i think that Rory's family clapped for her. I'm like, oh, that's good. Because I could see Paris's parents not showing up. Mm -hmm. Based on what we've known about them over the years. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, Logan kind of still wants an answer as to whether uh, Rory wants to marry him. And uh, she says no. Which uh, I thought was very interesting. I, for all... like To think this is the second to last episode. So in a way... Rory is basically doing, uh, this is kind of like Rory kind of making her own decisions. And I think in a way where she's had so much hesitation about what's next in her life, but she just knows that Logan's not in it, which I thought was very interesting. And it's interesting too, like how easy it could have been for her, you know, cause he's saying like, you can get a job newspaper and here's, you know, where we live. I mean, so it would have been a, I don't know if it'd been an easy life, but it probably would have given her maybe some more options. But, you know, she looked at, you know, I don't want to be married to him, which is a big, which is a big thing you have to look at, right? Is that, like, did she see herself with him? And she said no. And then she proposed doing a long distance relationship. He's like, no, it's basically, she goes, does it have to be all or nothing? And he goes, yeah. So, I mean, credit to him that he's saying what he wants, but also does it have to be all or nothing? I, I guess. Yeah. But that also seemed very much like Logan, and I think probably, if anything, he was reinforcing what maybe Rory was already thinking, right? You know, that, like, he is a little um, impulsive, impulsive, and, like, right. you know, she was kind of saying, like, hey, let's take her time, and he's, like, trying to rush her into making the decision. I think it was just, if anything, reinforcing what uh, Rory already thinks, so... Right, because why not live together in California first and see yeah. how that goes? They have, I mean, they've lived together for short stints... Mm -hmm. But not to that degree. They yeah. have a house together. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. And then uh, Luke kind of overhears Lorelai talking about the karaoke, and he says, or she says something like, 
how it, it didn't really mean anything, and Luke kind of gets a little upset by that. So, Clustering down. Yeah. Which I, I think it just goes into classic them just, like, miscommunicating, miss... Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because I'm like, I'm sure Lorelai would just say that she was just downplaying it, but, like, it really did mean quite a bit to her. Like, I don't think she's going to tell the whole town that kind of deal, you know? So... But why do you think Kirk was into this box, Lucite box thing? I mean, I know that's a David Blaine thing. Somebody mentioned the show, but what what was the purpose of that in the episode? Did I don't think it was any... weird. I Kirk think it was just to be like, let's get Kirk in a box. So. Okay. <laughs> like, like, I don't think like the season seven like showrunners had much of a forethought on that one. They were just like, this yeah. didn't take up too much time. Yeah, like, like. But I, why, but I like kind of like that. Oh, go ahead. They're like, why is he in the box? Ah, oh, don't ask questions. He's just in it because, like. And I like Luke's like, I'm not even saying hi to him because I don't want to reinforce the baby. <laughs> like, yeah. like Luke's gonna Luke wants to, you know, what's called extinguish the behavior. It's kind of like when a kid's having a tantrum in the grocery store. If you just kind of like step aside and don't give him any attention for, it, eventually they burn themselves out. And I think, I think Luke's doing the same thing with Kirk. He's just hoping that you know if he doesn't give any attention, that it stops. Mm-hmm. That's called extinguishing behavior. Yeah. Okay. Um, who was your favorite and least favorite performance in this episode? Best is Emily Richard versus everyone else, except maybe Luke. <laughs> we have an embarrassment of riches for worst. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I thought Paris was decent, um, and I usually don't put Paris as best. Yeah. Um, but I think she stood out, especially when she got kind of emotional while they were graduating and just came up and gave Rory a hug and Rory's like, what's this? Yeah, Paris has a soft side to her. She does. And I was trying to think if this is the last time, at least in the main show, we've seen her. And I think it might be. Um, mm. But, yeah. I think it was a very fitting end to their relationship, even if, as basically in the context of the show. Obviously, we, we know... There's the revival, so that kind of throws a wrench into things. But I think if you look at this as, like, this was, like, the last time for many to assume that we were going to see the two of these characters together, I thought it worked pretty well. You know, like, there was that mm -hmm. slight level of hostility, but also a ton of friendliness and loving friendship, too. Like, mm -hmm. it, it very much encompassed what Paris and Rory are to each other, so. Yeah, I mean, it, Paris shows love through criticism and that's not healthy no but that's how she communicates and i really like the final shot of lorelei and rory leaving her dorm with all the spackle covered up and stuff because it's so realistic like you do have to put all that spackle covering and it becomes like this theme of who's going to do that in the, uh, to the apartment but I, I like that kind of liminal space stuff in shows where they show like where they used to live and I thought she was going to do, like, a little thing where she's like, goodbye, apartment, you know, da, da, da. but she just shut the lights on. Yeah. Waiting for, like, some drama. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then for me, oh, favorite performance? Um, gosh. There's, there was so many ones that I actually kind of liked in this. Um. Oh. Yeah. I mean, let's start off with my least favorite because I think my mm -hmm. least favorite is probably the easier one to answer, and that's Logan. Um, mm. I thought he was just being way too difficult. Like, 
Considering this so is the a, character, not the acting. Okay. Yeah, but I also just kind of thought like there was just no compassion there. Like this is supposed to be a tough right. moment for Rory, and I didn't see why it was so tough for her because it just seemed like he was just being so stubborn about the whole thing. And I'm like, and I can't. Angry, yeah. I can't see why Rory like. If I were Rory, I'd be like, you're just making this so much easier for me. Like, I don't want to be with you. Right. Like, you don't want right. to work and with Logan me. And Logan is not somebody you say no to. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, I don't know. I know it's partially the situation and how they wrote that character, but I do think it was that performance, too, where it was just like, I kind of didn't quite feel like there was much sympathy from you. And I think I needed some more sympathy from Logan. Like, I needed to see why it was so tough for him. And instead, it right. just seemed like he was just being upset for the sake of being upset. So... Right. Mm-hmm. That someone said no to him, and how dare they? That was kind of the impression I got. And yeah, I think they could have played that up more. Like, if that's what they were, they were going for, like, make that more prominent. But I don't think they did. They just right. kind of had him just be cranky and just walk away. So. Um, and then, uh, past, uh, like, I did really like, obviously, Emily and Richard. They're great, as always. But I also did feel like I kind of liked Rory in this episode, too. Like, I did kind of feel like she did a... You kind of see, like, despite everything that she's gone through this season, like, it almost seemed like a bit of a turning point for her. Like, she started to realize that, like, she's got to, you know, work for herself and, like, kind of be a little bit more self-reliant and kind of... I don't know, like, not... I don't know. It just seemed like for everything that's kind of wrong with the character in terms of, like, decisions she makes it seemed like she was making the right call for herself and i think that was something that was really right. important in the second to last episode of the show so mm-hmm. um what was your favorite reference from this episode i really like when richard and emily start out with well you know we're not professionals they do the song because they actually are professionals yeah they're both broadway stars and they each have a tony award and they mm-hmm. won it in the same year each of them yeah. So they have photos of the two of them staying next to each other when they're like, well, I think it was like 70. I want to say it was like 75 or something. That they mm-hmm. won them. So it must be really hard when you're a really good singer to sound like a mediocre singer. Yeah. That must be hard because it kind of goes, I would think it goes against your training, but maybe in some of the shows they were in, they have to be kind of mediocre singers as part of the character. I just thought that was funny that they threw, they said, oh yeah, well, we're not like professionals. I'm like, yeah, they're like the utmost because of the Tony Awards. So mm-hmm. I just like that reference. But yeah. So. How about you? Um, uh, this one's a little tougher, I guess. I guess there was mm-hmm. the one where, um, uh, the uh, they're at the graduation there, and then Richard says, "Bill Clinton, that's a speaker I would have enjoyed. Can't stand his politics, but he has a commanding presence and a nice voice." I wonder if he records books on tape. Just such a richer thought. I don't know. I think... She, which he, he is a, a very good speaker or orator, as they say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. We also have our favorite quote from the episode. Mine is... The vet saying, ask her how long the ceremony is because i got to plan my snacks. I relate to that on such a such a base level. <laughs> yeah. I mean I remember when I was graduating like college graduate does that sound that sounds snobby. One of my college graduations. Um 
My mom says she knew who I was because I was snacking. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not going to sit there for like two hours. Because UF graduations are huge. Like, they split them up, they're huge. And I'm like, I'm not going to this without snacks. So, you know, I like stuff, snacks, and, and whatever the, um, I forget what the, the I, robe, I guess, you wear for graduation. So I was like, yeah, you do have to plan your snacks. That's very important. So, I feel you, Babette. Well, how about you? Um, the Lorelai says, we're going to figure out this whole divorce parenting thing eventually. Christopher says she might be 60, and then Lorelai says, well, 60-year-olds are notoriously needy. At least we'll be in sync by then. I thought that was actually pretty funny. And dare I say, actually a pretty funny line by Christopher. So. Mm -hmm. so. Um, okay. We have also two our um, behind-the-scenes trivia. So let's see if we got any behind-the-scenes trivia for this episode. Uh, big one here is Richard asks if Bill Clinton narrates books on tape, which we just talked about. Um, uh, Edward Herman in real life uh, was known for narrating a lot of documentaries and books on tape, so that was something he did. Yeah, he had a whole documentary series he did. Yeah, yeah. I think pretty shortly before he died. Mm -hmm. He died in twenty seventeen, I think. Yeah. Oh no, I think it would have been before because no, think... it was before that. Yeah, I it's think like it was twenty fourteen because before the revival. Yeah, because I yeah, because I know the revival came out like 2017. I want to say so. Yeah, it may have been 2012, 2014. I think he had. Oh, December cancer? 31st, 2014. So. 20 so it was 2014. And I think he had throat cancer or brain cancer. I think. Oh. Um. Okay. Yeah, he had brain cancer. He was 71 years old. Okay. How old was he? 71. 71. So yeah. relatively still pretty young. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, oh, one of his last, I, I saw on IMDb, one of his last acting credits was narrating a documentary, documentary series on cancer while he was dying of brain cancer. So it was his final performance. Wow. That's intense. Um, okay. Uh, let's see what else we got for Trivia. Are you like checking email while you do this? No, I'm reading and there's like some of these are super long. Like they're like a paragraph long and I'm like I'm like trying to read it and then I'm like, oh that's not really anything that exciting. But like it's not like a sentence long. It's like this very long and convoluted um uh, uh, behind the scenes trivia. Uh before singing to Rory, Emily uh, played by Kelly Bishop says, Please excuse us, we're not singers. However, in real life, Kelly Bishop is an accomplished singer having originated the role of Sheila in a chorus line which won a Tony Award for Best Performance by a Featured Actress in a Musical. So we talked about that already. But um, well, Richard has a quote the actor quotes, love the spoken word. I love hearing it. The way the words can seduce you. So yeah, so he he did a lot of narration. The amount of his narrative is pretty staggering. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when Richard and Emily uh, sing at the post-graduation party, the pianist in the background is none other than Brad Ellis, who's most recognizable for the pianist in his TV show Glee. So. Yeah, he's like the he's like the pianist for TV shows. Mm -hmm. um, What's his name again? Brad what? 
uh, Brad Ellis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you see him, like, even if you didn't watch Glee, you instantly recognize him. Right. Um, Liz, uh, well, Luke goes to Liz's garage for a present for Rory, and there's, uh, some drawers from Luke's apartment in there, so. I don't know if they just reuse those assets, or if Liz actually stole them. I'd be really curious about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, That'd be interesting B-plot. Yeah. Uh, the Kirk in the box is a reference to David Blaine. So, we kind of touched on that a little bit already, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rur- when Rory tells Lorelai that Milan Kundra will be speaking at her graduation and ask her for her mom's opinion. Lorelai replies, I'm unbearably light on him. That is a, a pun since Milan Kundra is an author of the novel The Unbearable Lightness of Being, which was also being well, made in, in, into a 1988 film of the same name. So, which won an Oscar? Or several. So. I think it won Best Picture. Yeah. So Lorelai knows her stuff. She's, she she yep. knows what's going on. She throws out her references. Yeah. Uh, any mental health observations from this episode? Yeah. For, so first, um, teaching by example is the most powerful. And, and Rory said this kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's true. So um, Lorelai says something like, did I not teach you about, like, did I teach you about, like, not drinking too much? Like, referring to Lorelai's own karaoke incident. And, um, and she says, no. Rory says, no, but you've taught me by example. And, you know, teaching by example is the most powerful thing. Um, so I just want to bring that up. Um, also, proposing in front of people is just a lot of pressure on the person. And I understand why people have gotten this impression that you have to make it huge. And Logan says this too. Like, you know, he thought you had to make it a big deal. And mm-hmm. it just, it, it can be a, it can turn into, a, depending on the couple, it can turn into a control thing. Uh, because, you know, a person's more likely to say yes if they're in front of other people just because of, you know, not wanting to embarrass themselves publicly or embarrass their partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I generally don't recommend that. You know, and, and Logan actually said where he said, oh, you know, I know grand gestures, blah, blah, blah. You don't like grand gestures. It is a grand gesture. We've talked about before. That's a red flag when people do stuff like that um, and throw you off, especially when it's, it's Rory's graduation, right? It's about Rory and he kind of hijacked it. Yeah. And made it about himself, in part. Yeah. And I would think that she would want two separate events for that, right? So. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, afterwards. And I thought, yeah, yeah, like, have, like, a special one for them aside from the party. Like Because not... it's also taking the thunder away from Richard and Emily. Because hmm? I was thinking, like, I don't see necessarily any problem in him proposing, but I think he could have done it after... Like, everyone had left. Like, it was just the two of them. But... Right. Logan's someone who likes showing off and extravagance. And... And I think part of that is what maybe finally turned Rory off. Is that he didn't listen to her. Because he's like, I know you don't like grand gestures. That sentence in itself... She doesn't like grand gestures, so yet you propose one of the most important things in your life. And you're proposing a grand gesture. Mm -hmm. So just that in itself was very telling. Yeah. And also, when Rory was asking Lorelai for advice, I I always go with that saying: when we ask for advice, we're looking for an accomplice. 
because if things go south, she can say, well, mom, why did you recommend that to me? Why did you say that? Why didn't you tell me this? You know, so Lorelai, although she could have given some guidance, like I mentioned, and some things to think about, um, she did an appropriate thing by not telling Rory what she thinks she should do. Yeah. And when she says that Logan's great, I'm like, what actually has been so great about him? He did this business deal, which screwed a lot of people on a lot of money. Um, mm. He he cheated, whether you, you know, buy his thing that, that you know, that they were on a break, and she says no, like the old Rachel Ross, we were on a break thing. Yeah. Um, and then, then he invites her to his sister's wedding. All the women he slept with her in one room and talked to Lori about it. Some of the controlling aspects. So I'm like, what actually is so great about him? Mm-hmm. And then Emily usually is kind of intimates that she's jealous of the connection that Lorelai and Rory share. But this time she actually says something. So at the graduation, she goes, Well, don't you have a special connection with her or something like that? So rarely does Emily like come out and say the insecurity about their relationship, but there you have it. Um, and and also, Rory turning Logan down at the same time, I can see why it made sense. At the same time, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Because Rory is kind of into, into security by yeah. um, having the money, having the backing. And this way, she actually would have that. Or maybe not, because maybe she's concerned that Logan's going to mess up this job. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, and also, just a little aside, uh, why is Babette being so pushy about Rory's graduation. Does she not understand that you only get so many tickets because it's a confined space? Yeah. Like, she seemed like she was going way over the top. And then, if you look at the crowd reaction, when they ask, you know, when when they make this into, like, a town hall thing, Lulu even gets upset. Lulu, Kirk's girlfriend, gets upset about not being able to go to graduation. I'm like, why does Lulu care? (laughs) Yeah. Lou throws like literally throws her hands up. <laughs> yeah, like why, was... why is everybody entitled to go to her graduation? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it seem like the town's like a little maybe overly focused on her, and then maybe that's part of the issue too? I think so. I think it's also like everyone just kind of has that sense of entitlement, like they are owed that, and it's like no, not right. really. But but that was just like like really upset about it and i'm like i that seems like you don't know the character yeah because you she's usually like go with the flow right mm-hmm. i'm like you think babette would go oh yeah four tickets okay yeah easy enough um uh, okay i think it's time to rate this episode what do you think of first score i give it an eight i thought it was one of the better episodes of season seven what do you think I I gave the last one a seven. I feel like this one is slightly better, but not by much. So I'll give it like seven and a half. Like it's slightly better than the last episode. But I think what makes it work so well is we've seen so much of Rory's kind of arc over the last few seasons, and I think it kind of gets a little frustrating because it's like she feels so entitled, and she just goes with the easy route out and. She could have done that with Logan. Like, she could have lived with Logan, been, like, a stay-at-home wife, stay-at-home mom, whatever. And, like, she would have had a very easy life, I'm sure. But she chooses to forego that and to kind of do her own thing. And I I don't know. I just – I thought it wasn't really played as well as it could have been. I think there could have been a little bit more dialogue to kind of emphasize that point. 
Like, it's a little more subtle than it should be, considering this is a pretty, I think, big moment for Rory. The show didn't really make it out as big as it could have been. It basically was like, she's saying no, but I wanted more of why she was saying no. A little bit more, ex like, explicitly stated, rather mm -hmm. than just kind of like, oh, we're... we're just kind accepting of... her no. Yeah, like, I think we know, many people can tell why, just because of Rory and who she is, but, like, I think the show could have done a little bit more to kind of express that, but still a pretty good moment you think he would, yeah he was you would think he would say why right like, like yeah because I, like i can understand her not saying why as part of her newfound independence and she feels like she like no is no but yeah. you would think he'd be like what why yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i thought that was just i was thinking they were actually getting on pretty well hmm? i didn't need like a whole lot of like i didn't need a whole lot more but just a little bit more would have been great so if she could even said, you know what? Sometimes no is no. Yeah, or I think she like she could have just said like I'm focusing on me for now. Like, like mm -hmm. now's my time for me to kind of make make strides. Well, well, she, she did kind of say that. She said I have all these options open, and I don't want to tie myself down to one of them. Yeah. So we kind of get a little bit of Lorelai's non-committal issues, but again, I, they never, unless this was done off-screen, they never really addressed. Or process Logan's cheating or not cheating based mm -hmm. on you know how you perceive that relationship. Yeah. So, uh, that was my only real major complaint was like I wish there was a little bit more to that, uh, considering just how big of a moment it was. Like just a few extra lines of dialogue would have made a big difference, I think. But still pretty right. good. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, one more episode left, okay. and then mm -hmm. uh, we're moving on to the revival. So. Uh, Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com you can check out her new book Healing from Toxic Relationships which you can buy from the, her website stephaniesarkis.com or Amazon and all of those other places your website has links to all those different pages where people can buy them right? it does yep or, and then also for gaslighting too and it's got the, the Talking Brains podcast up as well perfect yeah it's all the things it's got very much everything you need there okay. yeah I would say so. It doesn't feed you though. That's, it doesn't give you food. No. So that's kind of a, but so not everything, but it's pretty good. But you can eat it while I'm reading it. That's not too bad. Oh yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm over at com. where almost every other day we've got new content going up. And with that said, we'll see you all next time for the series finale, at least until the revival of Gilmore Girls. Bye for now. Bye.